Hello and welcome to the Conservative Crusader. My name is GOP Josh. Thank you for tuning in today. Sorry, I kind of sort of missed you yesterday. I didn't record a podcast yesterday. I had one pre-recorded on Sunday that I uploaded and it worked out. I wasn't able to tweet it out and obviously not as many of you saw yesterday's episode. Probably thought I was away from the microphone, but I was not. I was still there. So I appreciate you all tuning in. Anyways, podcasting in, in, in this market has has had a, a a big few weeks, in a big week or so, with Joe Rogan and Neil Young and Spotify and the, the whole debacle, so to speak, between all of them. Uh, Spotify has taken some podcasts of Joe Rogan off the platform. They have been boycotted by people like Neil Young. Rumble, which is the free speech alternative to YouTube, who will be in charge of all the media distribution for uh, TMTG, Trump Media and Technology Group, has offered Joe Rogan $100 million, right on par with his Spotify deal, to join their platform. I don't know if it's an exclusive deal or not, but they sent out a public letter. Rumble CEO Chris Pavovsky posted an offer letter to Joe Rogan on Twitter offering the podcast for $100 million over four years to bring the Joe Rogan experience to the platform. Hey, Joe Rogan, we are ready to fight alongside you. The letter reads, we stand with you, your guests, and your legion of fans in the desire for real conversation. So we'd like to offer you 100 million reasons to make the world a better place. How about you bring all your shows to Rumble, both old and new, with no censorship to 100 million bucks over four years? This is our chance to save the world. And yes, this is totally legit. Uh, let's see here. Rogan has a contract for Spotify. They have ads all over the page. This is post-millennial, so I can't really... It's kind of hard to scroll through. Has a contract with Spotify for exclusive rights to the podcast. It was a $100 million deal signed in 2020. Uh, Jeremy Boring also offered to host Joe Rogan's podcast on Daily Wire uh, in the event that things go south with Spotify. Rogan apologized last week after a video showing him saying the N-word emerged on social media. He said these instances were taken out of context as they appear to be since the video provided no context, simply Rogan saying the word seemingly and quoting others. I don't condone the use of the N-word, but I'm also, let me see if I can find this. I sent it to uh, a friend of the show, Nathan Brown, uh, on Instagram, Nathan B. Politics, on TikTok. Let, let's see if this if this will play. Let's see here. Oh, I need to change my audio source because I was watching back the interview I recorded yesterday, making sure my editing went well, and I completely forgot to just, to just, Change the audio. Let's hear about the scandal recently yeah. with the N-word being yeah, used. Yeah, so he's interviewing two white people here. Be off Spotify. I'm behind Neil Young all the way. It's offensive and... It's Another white choice. person. It's not his choice and shouldn't be using it. He's been doing... Another white person. Lately. He just thinks he can do whatever he wants, you know? Do you guys care? Absolutely not. That's a black person no. that he's interviewing now. I don't care. What about you? Not at all. He's not saying I'm bad to me, so I don't care. I don't give a f- do I care about Joe Rogan generally or this issue specifically? No, but people are going to want to be upset about whatever they're going to be upset about. Does it bother you or does it not? As soon as I give me a show, it's the first thing I'm going to say, 
So all the, I'm going to pause it now because I think that's the end of it, basically. All of the white people that he interviewed were upset about it and saying that he needs to be deplatformed. All of the black people he interviewed are saying they don't care. So, so why are these white virtue signaling racist liberals, just put it how it is, advocating for censorship of someone who used a derogatory term towards black people, but the black people are not agreeing with him and and taking him off. I mean, it truly makes no sense, and and that's that's the whole left is making really no sense. A hundred episodes have been pulled from Spotify of the Joe Rogan experience. So if we are going to to just just look at this deal, he signed a hundred million dollars with no minimum. I don't know if he has a, a minimum listenership on Spotify. And we see now that Spotify will restrict who he can have on as a guest. We see here Spotify will stop him from having. People like uh, Alex Jones on as a guest, who is a, a conservative commentator, obviously. But Rumble is offering the same deal publicly to Joe Rogan for the same amount of money, reportedly. I mean, that, that's what they say the $100 million is from Spotify. That That's hypothetical. Or not hypothetical, but assuming. So why would he not take the deal? I don't know how much it would be to break the contract, but I would break a contract for $10 million and take $90 million from Rumble and be able to say what I want to say and interview the people I want to interview, knowing the whole thing of the Joe Rogan experience is interviewing who he wants to interview, talking about what he wants to talk about, when he wants to talk about it for three hours long at some points, and, and censorship just, just bows down to that in and, and, if he doesn't move platforms, eventually he's bowing down to censorship. And Neil Young is telling workers at Spotify to quit their jobs. Uh, this time encouraging his employees to quit their jobs and other artists, not just musicians, to remove their work from the platform. Join me as I move my money away from the damages caused causers or you will unintentionally be one of them. Let's see the fool. In our communication age, misinformation is the problem. Ditch the misinformers. Find a good, clean place to support your monthly checks. You have the real power. Use it. To the baby boomers, I say 70% of the country's financial assets are in your hands compared to just 5% for millennials. You and I need to lead. In our age of climate chaos, I say ditch the companies contributing to the mass fossil fuel destruction of Earth. Their continued funding of fossil fuel damage even as the global temperatures keep rising from American banks... He's telling him to take away the money from Spotify. I hope I hope Neil Young realizes that Spotify is not making a dime off of Neil Young. Neil Young is the most irrelevant artist besides five minutes ago in American history. I, I literally could have compared him with... I can't even think of anyone. And, and I could have said the name a day before he... Before he brought out all this news, and, and half of my listeners would not know who he is. It's that plain and simple, just looking at the age demographics, looking at his popularity, at his, at his listenership. No one knows who Neil Young is. No one knew who Neil Young was five minutes ago. 
And now he thinks he has the power to take down Spotify versus their their number one podcast. And, and Spotify removing uh, Joe Rogan would be stupid. I think we all know this. And, and, and him thinking that he has the power to take down Spotify is absolutely hilarious. Okay, well, we're moving fast today. Representative Raskin, who is a Democratic legislature from Maryland, if I'm correct, allegedly failed to report $1.5 million in stocks. Let me make sure it's actually, yeah, Maryland 8th. Has been cu- accused of failing to disclose stock assets owned by his wife in contravention of U.S. law. Let me find another article because this one's behind a paywall. It wasn't behind a paywall five minutes ago, I think. Uh, let's see here. Allegedly violated the Stop Trading on Congressional Knowledge Stock Act by failing to disclose his wife's $1.5 million stock payout, according to Business Insider. A President Biden nominated Raskin's wife for Vice Chairwoman of Supervision at the Federal Reserve. Uh, Raskin's wife previously served at top levels of the U.S. Treasury and the Financial Reserve, Federal Reserve, I'm sorry, during former President Barack Obama's administration. Raskin took eight months to disclose his wife's share Sale of 195,936 shares of Reserve Trust, where she sat on the advisory board, uh, resulting in $1.5 million in profit for their family. Ask uh, The Stock Act requires members of Congress to report assets for themselves and their spouses if they're valued at more than $1,000. Um, $1, Is this insider trading? I don't know. I don't know exactly what the Reserve Trust is. Let me Let me... Find out. So I'm not reserve trust. It is a trust company with a Federal Reserve master account. So it's not really that major in Congress, but still, still not disclosing your financial disclosings, uh, not dis- not disclosing your your stock holdings is shady. I think he's probably hiding more. And there needs to be an investigation done. One more on this half of the show. Marjorie Taylor Greene is trying to run for president or, or speculating running for president in 2024. Uh, says uh, MTG, or sorry, Alex Jones said that he hopes MTG will be president one day. She'd probably be better than Trump in 2024. Um, let's see here. Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, who I hope becomes president one day. Hell, she'd probably be better than Trump coming up in 2024. Can we get you to run for president in the next few years? Because I think I think you're one of the few people uh, that would probably have a better voting record uh, and have a better chance of winning than even Trump. Or maybe a uh, Green-DeSantis uh, ticket? <laughs> well, Alex, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm I'm a very strong supporter of President Trump, but in the future, we'll we'll definitely see what happens. I'll see what the people think about something like that. But we need. So that's basically the end of the clip. There, MTG is obviously very conservative. She could win, I think. Um, and, and with Trump pushing this vaccine, if he doesn't stop pushing this vaccine, he's kind of he's kind of laid off of it. But if Trump keeps pushing this vaccine. We did the vaccine. The vaccine is great. No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So we need to... We need to stand up against the vaccine. And that includes not supporting Canada to back the vaccine. 
And I think Marjorie Taylor Greene would fit right in. My name is GOP Josh. This is the first half of the Conservative Crusader. We'll be right back after this. Let's see what we're going to talk about. Uh, you can no longer honk in downtown Ottawa uh, in Canada. And DeWine, and this is going to take some time to talk about, DeWine holds a 20-point lead in the governor's race. And we're going to be talking about why someone needs to drop out when we return here on the Conservative Crusader. Stay tuned. Hong Kong Trudeau. Well, if you're a trucker in Ottawa, you won't be doing much honking. I don't know what the punishment will be, but you are now on a 10-day ban from using your safety feature in your truck if you're in the city of Ottawa. Tooting a horn is not an expression of any great thought I'm aware of. Justice Hugh McLean of the Ottawa Supreme Court said. He also said the banning of honking would not rob demonstrators of the right to protest. Honking is how they are protesting. A convoy of truckers and other demonstrators protesting Canada's COVID-19 policies entered Ottawa on January 29th and been blocking blocking streets and using the horns to disturb residents ever since. The truckers appear to be complying with the ban. Protesters have also cooked food set up bouncy councils, held impromptu dance parties, and played street hockey. Local governments and law enforcement have made several attempts to stop or at least hinder the protests. Last week's Ottawa police, Ottawa police convinced GoFundMe to delete the Freedom Convoy 2022 fundraiser. It raised over $10 million Canadian dollars. U.S. Republicans responded by vowing to launch investigations into whether the company defrauded donors. And I do believe they defrauded donors and and, and they did. I mean, they, 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 they conspired with the police to steal this money from these from this charity. Honk, honk, Trudeau. And hopefully, honk, honk, Biden. We need a, we need our own trucker protest. You can probably hear a train sound outside. Maybe you can. Close enough to a honk, honk. Uh, of them protesting the the insane COVID policies of private businesses and the federal government in America. And we, and we need a, a similar trucker protest over here for our freedoms, for our, us, support Canadians until they are done with their protests, and then they can come over here and help us fight for our freedom. They declared a state of emergency. Because, I don't know what this video has, I'm going to mute it. Because I haven't actually watched this video yet. There are like seven miles of trucks, of semi-trucks not working, blocking the streets, holding the line, so to speak. It looks like a street festival out here from what, I've, what I'm seeing. And, and it's truly inspiring, to be completely honest. They're selling things outside of their trucks to make money. 
uh, all that. And it seems like to me the, these truckers are creating a, a similar parallel economy, so to speak, that Gab and, and free speech social media platforms are building, but actually on the grounds fighting for their freedom. And they have the F. Trudeau flags, no lockdowns, no mandates. I'm trying to read what this, the side of this truck says. It's kind of hard to see because there are people walking in front of it. I can't read it. It's just, it's truly inspiring. No no, no lockdowns, no mandates, no something passports freedom. Probably no vax passports, I would guess. Yeah, no vax passports. And so are we going to do something similar in the United States? We're going to let our, our Canadian brothers up north fight for their freedom. And we're just going to comply over here. I don't think we're going to comply. And sometimes I wish. Australia was part of North America so we could go and, and and protest for them as well. Just pray for pray for Australia and and all the tyranny there, tyranny all over, over the nation and all over the world. And I knew when COVID started that this is what that was going to lead to. Because you don't give the government power and expect them to give it back. You don't just here you go, Fauci, some guy who hasn't had power since the AIDS pandemic. Take this power, and then in about 14 days or 15 days to slow the spread, just give me the power back. That's not how that works. It's not going to work. It's not going to be successful. And speaking about power, Governor Mike DeWine and his three Republican competitors there's a new poll out of 1,066 likely primary voters. 40.9% would vote for DeWine. And the problem, right here, 22.8% would vote for Jim Renacci. 20.2% would vote for Joe Blystow. 22.8 plus 20.2 is 43%. If if Trafalgar, or not Trafalgar, I'm sorry, if, if Blystone or Renacy, one of the two, were to leave the race and, and endorse the other, and we erase 40.9 from that, that'd be 2.1%, which is just inside the margin of error by 0.98%. But when you when you when you have three candidates, there is Renacy, there is Blystone, and there is Hood, Ron Hood, who just entered the race at the last second of the eleventh hour. And when, and when you have these candidates who are who are all similarly ideolo- uh, ideologically together, it seems like they're conspiring to reelect a wine. I would believe that most out of mostly unknown before his election, Blystone. I would expect that out of Renacy, who ran, who ran, I'm sorry, uh, for governor temporarily in 2018 before he ran for Senate. And I don't know enough about Ron Hood. I mean, he, he, he ran for Congress in my district and never came to the district to campaign. 
He was never seen at any of the events. And so I don't know anything about Ron Hood, his personality, how he is as a person, his, his policy positions. I don't know anything about him. He's not on social media. He's not on the internet. He has, he has a, con- a congressional Facebook page for when he ran for Congress, but that's outdated now. Now let's see here. Ron Hood for Congress. He doesn't have a, a Facebook page. He doesn't have a Twitter page. He doesn't have a website. He doesn't have anything. So I, I feel like he's just on the ballot because he has the name recognition he thinks he needs to win. And he's going to help split the vote. And I'm not going to try to say that anyone's splitting the vote more than anyone. But hopping in at the 11th hour seems very very fishy to me. And honestly, makes me think that there is a reason he's waiting until now to hop in. Especially after losing his congressional race. I don't know, it just rubs me the wrong way. Let me know if you feel otherwise. Josh at GOPJosh.com. Send in a message via anchor, anchor.fm slash the conservative crusader. Press the message button. And we will we will see how this race goes, but whatever, however it goes, right now I'm not confident for the state of our state. That's for sure. Now, my name is GOP Josh. This is a conservative crusader. Make sure you follow me on social media, GOP Josh20. On my Twitter and Instagram, my gab is GOP Josh. And I know this episode was shorter than usual, but I have to get back to editing. I have an interview that has to be out by Saturday. We have to talk about it. I mean, we we, we gotta we gotta have it out. I gotta tease it enough to to build up the hype for us. So we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new episode. My name is GOP Josh. Stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs>